Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Always Asia Podcast. I'm Asia Sanders. First time listeners, welcome. I hope you come back. Returning listeners, how you doing? Hope everybody has had a great week so far as well. Um, My week has been pretty uneventful and I like it that way. I need smooth sailing. I need smooth sailing for a little while (laughs) because I'm the type of person we've talked about this before. Just like dumb shit happens to me all the time. Like when shit happens, I'm like, who else has this happened to? Who else has this happened to? Like how, how? So for instance, I don't know if I've told the story before, but when me and my girlfriend first started talking, we were on FaceTime and she made me laugh. And I threw my head forward and chipped my tooth on a metal trash can. Like, who else has that happened to? Who? Like, what's going on? So, like I said, I just am enjoying the smooth sailing and need this to continue for a little while. No no flat tires, no dead batteries, no... um, uh, ripped pants before work, none of that. We don't need any of that. So uh, before we start uh, on the topic of this episode, I would like to say rest in peace to Cicely Tyson, an actress, an icon, a legend. We are going to miss you. She passed away last week at the age of 96 years old. It is a blessing to live that long. Um, I was thinking, I was like, wow, I love the fact that she was able to see what she, her work and what she did play out and inspire other people. She got to see generations of women who were inspired by her and her work. And it's so amazing to see because I get so sad and, and discouraged when I see young people, young talent die And like, for instance, um, when I'm watching Mac Miller's, uh, like some of his performances and stuff like that, it just really breaks my heart because I'm like, there's so much more to learn about life and, and, and all everything. There's so much more to do. And, um, he was taken away from us so early and, That's what I love about uh, social media and just the internet in general is the fact that we get to see these people um, like all the time, anytime we want, practically, even after their passing. So um, again, rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. We're going to miss you. And um, let's get into the tweet of the week this week. y'all so today's tweet of the week is by uh i don't know why i do this to myself but by at d-a-i-s-d-z-a i I don't know but anyways she said chloe ain't gonna check y'all but y'all gonna be hearing from hallie as soon as she get done seeing a whole new world child so this tweet was hilarious 
But I'm just making an excuse to talk about this whole situation that happened with Hallie crying on live because y'all dumb motherfuckers want to, and not y'all, y'all, but like y'all, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking to. Who want to criticize her for showing some ass on Instagram as a grown ass woman. Excuse me. (laughs) Like, oh my, like grown ass woman showing some ass and you want to say some shit. And I understand that whole transition from like childish star to sex, um, what is it that called um, a sex, um, like a sex symbol? I understand that it's like a weird transition. However, you are not her mother nor her father. So shut the fuck up. And even then, like, I don't know what her relationship is with them, but like, she's a grown ass woman. She's a grown ass woman doing what she wants to do. And y'all got this woman, this beautiful woman on live crying because y'all want to be insecure ass bitches or insecure ass niggas. What is wrong with people? What what literally is the issue? Let's get to this. Let, let's talk about that. What is the issue with these motherfuckers who think that everybody's business is theirs? Mind your own. Go some, pay a bill. Do that. Do fucking that. Cause I know, I know Nobody who is commenting on the way this girl's presenting herself on social media has got it all together. There is some shit that you got to do. Shave you, Go shave your pussy. There's something you got to do. There is something on the agenda that you are missing. But instead, you, go, you are wanting to comment on what this girl is doing. Mind your motherfucking business. Mind your fucking business. What do they say? Mind the business that pays you because her business does not pay you. And what's sad is the fact that she was saying how insecure she once was and she just wants to um, show and celebrate her coming out of that or working through that. And the fact that she even thinks that she has to explain anything to you niggas is what gets on my motherfucking nerves because honestly I said this before my microphone dropped am I passionate or what I said this before I can't be famous I can't because I am not getting on live saying sorry or 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 um apologizing to anybody or explaining shit to nobody fuck you because we live in this world where women have to say like, oh no, I'm not doing this for attention. Or, or I, I just want to show like, we have to be like modest and tink and oh my God, like, no, no, fuck them. Fuck them. And I'll say it for you, sis. Fuck them. Cause I know you can't say it because you got deals and you got things. You, you got a image to uphold. I don't have shit to uphold. I'm a rental agent. I don't have shit to uphold. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them where they stand. It's just annoying and it's disgusting to see people try to drag a woman down for loving herself, for expressing her appreciation for her own fucking body. 
Then I see vid- I saw a video of this girl uh, on TikTok, and she was comparing Chloe and Hallie to each other. And she kept reiterating how much she loves them as artists, but she needs, she feels so drawn to be up in motherfuckers business and wants to show people how Chloe has more followers on Instagram because she is showing her body and Hallie is playing her guitar on her bed and has less followers than Chloe. Sis is all the way in another country recording a fucking Disney princess movie. She's not lacking. She is not lacking in shit. So like to try to compare sisters like that, I don't like that shit. I don't like when people try to compare women to each other. I do not like that. Or she's prettier than her or who's like, I don't like any of that because women naturally, I, nope, let me not even say naturally because we did not do that. Women already have this thing about us to where we always want to compare ourselves to the next woman. Oh, do I look as pretty as her or is my body as nice as hers or even better? Is my hair as nice as hers? Is my makeup looking as good as hers? But you want to try to do that with sisters. And keep saying, oh, you guys remember, I do love them, but I want to show you guys how she showed her body and she has a million and she's on her bed playing the guitar and she has... 600,000 like sis stop stop all that because sis is not lacking just because she don't got followers this is the thing this is the thing just because someone doesn't have followers doesn't mean that they're lacking in life and like life is so much more than followers it is so much more than that Literally, the Little Mermaid. She's going to be the Little Mermaid, the first Black Little Mermaid, and it's the I believe. Oh yeah, it has to be the first live action Little Mermaid is going to be a Black woman, and it's her, and she's lacking because she has six hundred thousand followers. Says, sit down somewhere, please, please. I just wish everybody would just have morals of their own and realize that they're morals of their own. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's say it again. Oh, no, 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 no. And stick to that for themselves and stop trying to put it on other people. If you don't want to show some ass on Instagram, don't show that ass on Instagram. Bing. Got it for you. Solve the problem for you, sis. Solved everything for you. If you don't want to do that, don't do it. Okay? And you guys, like, you guys may think I'm talking to y'all. But I mean, if you acting like that, then, you know, if the shoe fits, sometimes, you know, we got to get ourselves together. But these niggas is really tripping. And then I'm seeing people, like, people who make bot accounts to troll and bully other people. That's why I really talk about therapy. Everybody wants to talk uh, to say, oh, Asia, why are you always talking about mental health? Like, why are you always talking about mental health? Because these niggas are literally telling celebrities and telling people that they love them. Oh my God, I love you on their real accounts and then making fake accounts, telling people, telling the same exact person that they're a whore and that they wish, uh, to, and th- that they want them to kill themselves and shit like that. 
Niggas need therapy. People need help. People fucking need help because that does not sound like a healthy human being to me. Not at all. Not the least bit. But black women, we stuck together and we we were like, "Uh uh-uh, we are not doing that. We are not going to have this woman being on here crying and shit because y'all got something to say. No. Anyways, moving on again. We have a guest this week. I am so excited for this one. Oh my gosh. After I met this girl, this woman... I came home to my girlfriend and was like, I love her. I love her. She is cool as fuck. Like, and I usually don't get that. I usually do not get that, like, reaction. I am usually like, all right, yeah, she was cool. Like, you know, everything was cool. Because I really don't have um, a lot of issues with people specifically. But I really enjoyed myself. Um, Her name is Marjani. She has a YouTube channel, uh, Age of Aquarius, and she does um, Saturday night cocktails. And I joined her on an episode. It should be out sometime this month. I'm not too sure. But if you follow me on Instagram at AlwaysAsia, you will see uh, me post that episode once it's up. I had such a good time. We made cocktails, uh, answered questions. We talked a little bit after And it was so fucking dope. And I was like, you've got to be on my podcast. Like she, I knew she had to be on my podcast after that. I was like, we had great conversation. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear what we have to talk about. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome Age of the Aquarius to the Always Asia podcast. We could act like that ain't even happening. All right. It's all good. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So um, I had already expressed expressed this to you before we started recording, but um, I did your show, Saturday Night Cocktails. If you can give us what that is about and um, what you do, take the floor. So that specific segment, I have a YouTube channel. Age of the Aquarius, and I basically do a lot of stuff with makeup, and Saturday Night Cocktails is my second segment. So basically, we make a cocktail, we find a random recipe, we make it together, try it together, talk Mm -hmm. shit, get lit, and the whole (laughs) premise of that is just basically to talk to people and get to know people, and also to put other people who have platforms and who are artists out there, and also just get across the point that drinking can be fun and doesn't have to be painful doesn't have to be, you know, shot taking culture. It's definitely enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, And my YouTube channel, aside from that, is makeup tutorials. So I do 10-minute tutorials, and I do a live get ready with me, and then I do a regular get ready with me, like a story time. Okay. So, yeah. And then this year, I've been mixing it up a little bit with my fourth video. So those are more random, just like challenges and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. What are your upload dates, days, if you have Um, one? Yeah. So the first uh, Friday of every month is my 10-minute tutorial. Then the second week is my get ready with me. Um, my third week is Saturday night cocktails. And then my fourth week is that random video or my live. Okay. So that's how you split it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to set up like how I'm going to be doing my YouTube channel, like what mm-hmm. days and stuff like that. That's yeah. actually amazing to do. Thank you. Just separate it like that. 
I just feel like it keeps it so that I know what's coming up. I know what I have to do. I'm never struggling for concepts. Mm -hmm. So even if it's, um, if I'm planning for July, I know that the third week of July is going to be Saturday night cocktails no matter what. So it just kind of keeps me organized. Makes so much more sense. Yeah. I have a tendency to make things harder for myself than I have to. Me too. Do you? (laughs) Trust me. Trust me, I credit my best friend for that. Like, he's the one who sat me down. He's like, if you're going to do this YouTube shit, you need to have a plan. So here I am. Here I am. But yeah, so after I did that show, I'm like, you know what? Or did your show. I'm like, dude, I love this woman. She is so amazing. Our conversation flowed so well. We were just so like, like, we've already I know. Seriously. (laughs) Like, I... I haven't really talked like the things that we were talking about were so personal and so mm-hmm. intimate, but it didn't feel that way. Like I didn't ever feel like, yeah, oh, say this. Like it was the, <laughs> one of the most natural conversations I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I was like, girl, I, here's my tea. <laughs> when, I, when I left, I was like, I just made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think this is someone that I'm going to be able to hang out with again. So I was yeah. so happy about that. Yeah, I'm excited. So, Thank you. One of our conversations was about interracial dating mm-hmm. and that has been on my mind since yeah. it's been on my mind for a minute even before we spoke because I know a lot of people lately have been seeing um specifically on TikTok white men going viral for saying they like black girls just specifically just saying they like black girls and this girl was like it's as if they feel like they're coming out the closet or something that is the best way to put it ever. Yes. Like, I, I don't know how long ago it was. I think it was my mom who probably said it. She was just like, it's, they, they like them, but they're not going to say it. And I'm like, why? Like, why are, are Black women considered some sort of, like, taboo or, like, yeah. I don't get it. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like it's good and bad that um, men, white men are coming out and saying what they like and being themselves. That's perfect. But there's, like, a little problematic edge to it where it's like, oh, you get a cookie for liking a person with brown skin, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Um, Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a little... It's weird. A little both, yeah. Yeah, I remember going to, um, in middle school, anytime a person would just like a Black person, it could be a Black guy or a Black girl, Mm -hmm. everybody would be like, oh, you like a Black girl? Oh my God, you like a Black guy? Yeah. And it just always made me feel like, almost like an exhibit at the zoo or something like am I not something that is appealing to the average person and to them no 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 No. the answer is no like you're it's considered an other you know you're being othered and once you're Mm -hmm. being othered you know you have to pick apart what's the new the norm exactly the norm is that you know eurocentric standard of beauty so if you're if you're anything against that even in today's society you're other and it's going to be a shock to people, you know, so just, yeah, it's a lot, and so, like, for the white guys that are coming out and saying that, like, that is not easy, like, even if they're more accepted saying it, unless it's, like, a, um, in comparison to a black person saying Mm -hmm. that, like, they like white guys, like, Mm -hmm. it's still difficult, because it's, like, here you are opening yourself up to some criticism that you would not necessarily get if it was someone else. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to take sometimes, because there's a lot that comes with that, so. Yeah, so yeah i've dated interracially never dated a white person before 
Have mm-hmm. I? No, no, I have not. But um, you have mentioned that you've majority, would you say, updated white men, correct? But no, yeah. there's... <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> see, see? I'm laughing because, I, as I mentioned to you, I have a nickname. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Marjani the White Boy Slayer. And um, so, yeah, it's been pretty much my whole dating life ever since I was like, I started dating, or I could say I had a real boyfriend, probably around 14. So, and then... Yeah. So what, what was like that? What was like that? What was it like for you? Wow. I really messed that one up. What was it like for you dating your first white guy? Um, I would say just because maybe it's my naivety. And also Mm -hmm. I think this is another thing, try not to digress too far and get back to the point, but I think it's just me as a person. Like, I don't really think of those things. Like I've kind of always lived my life and didn't really think about too much. And I think that yeah. goes into colorism and how I'm treated and so how I perceive myself. So yeah. when I'm dating a white guy, I never really thought of it as a big deal. So I didn't yeah. see it as a big deal or people reacting to it as a big deal. Yeah. So at 14 years old, being a freshman in high school, it was never about dating a white boy. To me, it was just, I like this guy and that's that. And my friends never really reacted as far as race. I think yeah. that became more um, more apparent and more important to people as mm-hmm. I got older. So I would say once I got into like, maybe like the end of high school, um, college era, uh-huh. I think it became a little bit more obvious, but really? I feel like at 14, 15, my relationships were serious. So it was just like, Oh, you know, oh, she's, she's there. Me. Yeah. Like, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause a lot of the reason why I say that I prefer to date inside my race is just uh, because of comfortability, mm-hmm. strictly just because of that. I remember I dated a girl for almost five years. Uh, she was Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I remember spending the night at her house and putting on my head wrap and it being a big deal. I'm triggered. Are you? <laughs> And everybody, yeah, exactly. Everybody in the house was like, wait, what's going on? Like, like mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, what, what are you putting on? Why are you doing mm-hmm. this? And then, yeah. 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 And then after our breakup, me dating a black man, and it was uh-huh. just nothing. Like, like him seeing it, me and my bonnet was just nothing. Yeah. It literally was nothing. And I was like, okay, this is where I feel more, most comfortable. Yeah. There's so many cultural implications and it's amazing to hear you say that because Mm -hmm. I swear to you, like none of that stuff occurred to me. Like I never thought, Oh, you know, they're going to think in these early stages, like they're going to think one way about my, the way I dress and think and all of that information started to come in later. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started to go, okay, wait, like there is a difference here. So I'd say that my intention and my experience when dating was literally dating the person as cliche as that sounds, which is why I don't really, talk about the men like when I talk about men I've dated I don't really mention their skin color as my for like my first thought because I really it's not a preference it just so happens to have gone that way (laughs) because Mm. I have dated people of color before okay so I don't know but maybe maybe I don't maybe I don't know that you know what I mean like it's such a conditioned society that we live in that maybe I don't even realize my own actions towards like the whole situation maybe I maybe I do have a preference 
and I don't know it. Mm. You know, like it's easy yeah. to just say like, oh, you know, it just happens to be that individual. Maybe not. Maybe there is something behind it. Maybe I have taken some of those standards that are pushed upon me yeah. and what the expectations are. And I see something that I like in that person and what their life is like. And then I'm going for it, you know? Yeah. So that's something I, I, you have to confront that. And I haven't yeah. really so. confronted that yet. That's yeah. interesting that you say that because not a lot of people would really admit something like that. Because I do see, like, I'm like, when people date people that look a lot, a lot, a lot alike, I'm like, you have a preference. There's a preference here. (laughs) A lot of these things that come into play, like the culture and, you know, perception, none of that became really apparent to me until my older years. And I think that that's natural because I feel like relationships have more weight as they progress, as you get older, Mm -hmm. they have more of a purpose. So then you start to implicate, you start to involve the other members of the family. You start to involve the friends and mm-hmm. become a little bit more important who that person is mm-hmm. to, to the other people around that person mm-hmm. versus how, how you just relate to that person as a one-on-one type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it definitely changes over time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully. Yeah. What about you? Did you feel like it ever changed as you got older? Like my preference in people. Just how, you know, the relationship was perceived and, you know, given the story about the girlfriend. Interesting. Um, I used to care about how people saw my relationships before. I don't anymore. Hmm. Um, Wait. In regards to that specifically? In regards to, I'm a little iffy about race. I'm a little iffy about race, and I'm going to be honest with you. I do think a lot of people like to pull people's black card when they date outside of their race. Mm. In what way? Um, Basically saying that someone isn't black or isn't proud to be black if they're not dating black. (laughs) And I don't find that to be true. I find that to be true if your actions are saying you're not proud to be black by like tearing down black culture. But I mean, at the same time, people would say that being with outside of your race is doing so. That's what people think. They think that and it's just, it's so insulting. Mm-hmm. It, it infuriates me because it's, there's so much that's being implied there. And the first yes. thing is saying like, oh, you're not proud to be black because you're trying to separate yourself from the black experience. Like there's no such thing as that. Like if no, you live in America, you're, if you're black, you're black. That's it. Like yeah. you can, you can live in a suburban area. You can make as much money as you want to, but at the end of the day, these racial factors are still going to come to play. So that mm. is really terrible to think that people, you know, assume that a, a relationship, which should be at its core about the two people who are in love and who are experiencing life together, that's some sort of like ticket like a meal ticket or a a get out of jail free card. That is just so crazy to me. Yeah. And and also that you can change it to also even imply that you think that you can change identity through association. Like what? (laughs) But we do have to point out the fact that a lot of people who are black do feel so do feel like being with a white woman or with a white man does Mm -hmm. separate them from the black experience they do feel that way i feel like to assume someone feels that way is dumb Mm -hmm. it's very dumb 
but a lot of people have acted in ways <laughs> where they get in a relationship with a white person and feel like mm -hmm. they're white. So Interesting. that's where the assumptions come. Me, on the other hand, I'm nah, I don't play none of that shit. <laughs> I do not play none of that. I am black and yeah. staying black. But um, I talked to you about the book that I was reading. It's called Interracial yeah. Relationships Between Black Women and White Men. Mm -hmm. And they the author brings up a couple points as to why it is, how should I put it? It is almost nearly, you're going to cut back, cut down your options on who to date if, as a Black woman, if you're a Black woman who strictly only dates Black men. Hmm. Because she gave actually a list. So by the age of 16, Black women outnumber Black men versus by the age of 32, that's when white women outnumber a white men. Wow. Correct. That's crazy. Exactly. Yes. Black men are also twice as likely to date outside of their race than Black women. Twice. Um, and Black women are the least likely to date outside of, oh, to marry yep. outside of their race. Mm-hmm. And they said also for every 100 college educated black female, there's approximately 35 to 40 comparably educated black males. To every 100. Wow. So to go on throughout life it, as a black woman and say, I only date black men mm -hmm. can really hinder you. Because I don't know if you read Issa Rae's book, but she mentioned. Um, how she encourages Black women to date Asian men. Mm -hmm. Because supposedly both of uh, those groups are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to dating. That's funny that you say that because I follow a lot of um, interracial dating uh, Instagram accounts and I see mm -hmm. that a lot. Black women with Asian men. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I. it's... <sighs> those stats are... It's Insane. sad. It's, it's sad. It really is sad. And um, I was uh, talking to my brother about that, um, which is the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this, because he was saying, well, we were both saying that we don't a lot of times hear Black men saying they only prefer Black women. Well, a lot of times right. we hear Black women saying we only prefer Black men. And it's such a strange, um, I don't even know if dichotomy is the word, but um, it's like, I have seen so far in the opposite. Like mm -hmm. I, I've never really seen, or I haven't really been aware of much media that's encouraging black women to date outside of the race or marry outside of the race. Mm -hmm. I see the opposite. I'm seeing a lot of, um, you know, media encouraging black women to date black men. Like it's like this, excuse me. It's like this black love, like make black love normal or um, normalize black love or bring it back as if, you know, that, which is implying that um, black men are only are dating a lot of white women. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when you're talking interracialism, there's a lot of different races, but primarily it's trying to suggest that black on black marriage and relationships are becoming super, super, super rare. So it's interesting to hear media on the opposite that it's saying it's not, you know, common to see people mingling and whatnot and that people should get out there. So it's like completely two different ah interesting <laughs> interesting i 
I say this, like a lot of those interracial um, Instagrams, they feel <sighs> fetishy to me. <laughs> yes, yes. Because when I see like hashtag black love, it doesn't seem fetishy to me because they're both black people. But when I see the hashtag interracial love or something like yeah. that, it seems like, do you get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And maybe totally. it's because all of the shock value behind it mm -hmm. because it should just be something normal to be in a relationship with another person. Yeah. And like, I think, I, I guess I'll speak from experience. I had this conversation before with someone else where um, specifically when it comes to like black and white, um, mm -hmm. that black men who date white women or women who are not like POC, um, that that's kind of norm. So you meet a lot of black guys who have white girlfriends, especially in like pop culture and like things we see all over social media, whatnot. Yeah. Whereas when it's a black woman dating a white man, it's like, girl, get out there. You don't know what's out there. Like there's this like weird, like, wait, what? You're like, missing why out. Is, <laughs> like, why yeah. is this some call to action for me to go date a white guy? Whereas like every black guy that I, you know, see is dating a white woman and vice versa. Like, yeah white, white, a lot of white people that I know, you know, they prefer or date black men. So it's like, where is this weird, like this, there's like a disparity between the numbers and yeah. how it's been in society. It's, it's strange. It's yeah. really strange. Well, I encourage everybody to read this book because it, she also talked about like it going back to like elementary school for mm -hmm. black men and black women and their transition into like the type of friends they make going into high school and then mm -hmm. the friends that they make in college and that experience. Mm -hmm. So I encourage everybody to read this because I'm really interested on like how preference is, how does someone, how do you prefer something? How does someone start to prefer a specific skin color? Like where does that mm -hmm. start? I think that it starts like on our subconscious societal level back to the Eurocentric standard of beauty that we're living in, in our society, in America and Northern America, and also in, you know, Europe and how that infiltrates every other culture and people trying mm -hmm. to bleach their skin and colorism and all these things. I think it really does start there when it mm -hmm. comes to certain um, interracial relationships yeah. where I feel like when it comes to black men specifically with like a white woman I feel that's more like a preference that stems from like the status of it mm -hmm. so it's just it's a little different yeah but I don't know like you know you just have to speak from your own experience on some of this stuff because it's just the reasonings are across the board but you can never really pinpoint what exactly it is and try to kind of put that on a blanket for everybody else and say this is what it Correct. is so what do you think? What do you think builds that preference? Um, hmm. I, I personally think that if you are a black person who does not prefer to be in a relationship with a black person, so you're okay with everything, every other race, excluding a black person, I think that is, um, a part like that's self-hatred hmm. I personally think that mm -hmm. um and yeah. maybe that could be off of experience because 
the people that I know who do not date, who are black and don't date black or prefer mm -hmm. not to date black. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see all over them. I could see it all over them. Mm -hmm. I can see that they don't like themselves. So that's how I feel. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I absolutely know what you mean. Because you feel don't, sorry, continue. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I will say um, this is going to be, I'm going to get to the point that you just got to, but basically I definitely had to confront that um, and look at myself and see where that comes out in my own self. Um, and I think that what you're saying about the elementary school ages and like the middle school ages, that's when you're really having that formative identity and like who you are and what you mm -hmm. are. And I will 100%, 1000% say back in those days, I'm 13 years old, 12, 13, 14 years old. I'm thinking, why can't my hair be like that? Yeah. Why can't my skin be like that? Why can't yeah. I have light colored eyes? You know, so like seeing those beauty standards and wondering what my life would be like if I was white. Mm -hmm. And seeing like, okay, well, white people get to live a different life than I have. Mm -hmm. I don't get to live that life and not being happy with that. Yes. Um, and it's interesting too, because like now that I'm older and I'm like, like you're saying, like, forget that. Like, I'm black. Like, I am happy to be black, proud to be black. Um, but I think though, when it comes to almost like that fetishize. <laughs> I just said it. I just completely lost my train of thought too. Just trying to pronounce trying to pronounce that one fucking word. Thank you guys. Okay, <laughs> so fetishization. Yeah. Wow, how come I can't say it now? You messed me up too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I was gonna make such a good point. It was gonna be so oh, good. I've been waiting to make this point. Like, oh, it's gone. This is about to it's be a gem. Gone. You know what? It's gonna come back. It's oh, come okay. Back. So um on that and like trying to have this one type and this one preference. Um, I have older now, definitely I would say within the last five years with the boyfriends that I've had who are white. I have confronted them and I have said, I've said, do you like me or, or do you like black people? Because it's not going to be good enough for you to like me. Like you, oh. have to, you know what I mean? Like you need to like me and you need to like blackness as a whole. And that's everything to do with blackness. That's not just hip hop culture. Okay. It's going to have to be a little bit deeper than that. Just because you like a Drake song doesn't mean that you like black people. You know, so you, gotta, you have to understand, like, you have to be able to relate, you have to understand, you have to, well, empathize. Um, you have to be able to empathize, you have to be able to be curious, you have to be, um, like, a proponent of someone who wants to, like, have my best interests at heart. You mm -hmm. have to love the people who are Black, who are not, are nothing like me. Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't pinpoint that fetish of, a, like, you know, hot Black girlfriend, and this is that. Hashtag interracial relationship. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so <laughs> that that's like, I think that kind of comes down to it sometimes. Like yeah. preferences, it's like all about that one individual and their attract attraction to that person. But when it comes to like the bigger topics at large, they can give a shit. It's like, mm. and like I've learned just even this summer, just like Black Lives Matter and how important that's been in the cultural like shift that we're, we're working on and been working on and should have been working on a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um 
it's like, okay, well, you want to get with me, but are you outside with signs right now? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Are you speaking up? Are you saying something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, I don't know. Cause like, yeah, if I was with a white person, I'd be looking at you like, what are you saying? So, what, yeah. what, what are you saying? I get it. And like, I think it kind of goes both ways. Like, it's like a broad picture and there's a, there's a smaller picture. It's like, I always want to think with my heart of like, you know, we're all born equal in the same mind space and then we're taught things. So I can't say, oh yeah, like, you know, black people have different experiences, but I can't say that a white person is not like good at heart enough to realize, recognize the wrong and the law of the experiences that, that right. I have and we have and that they can't be educated and that they can't relate. So I don't like to go into it saying, oh, well, you know, if I date a white guy, he's just not going to get it. Well, is he willing to get it? Like he can only get it to an extent, but the fact that that willingness there is something that's important to me and that yeah. understanding and that like open-mindedness to listen and realize that you know shit's fucked up sometimes yeah and, and it is specifically some things are specific to color whereas some other things aren't yeah um, so that's just me I guess that's why I never really thought like you were saying about not feeling like I could talk or relate to the person <laughs> I'm dating I guess it just <laughs> standards yeah standards it comes down to like <laughs> unfortunately being in the position a lot of times to be the educator you know Mm, that is very true that is very true because I do know I had a homegirl and I've told this story so many times and you know what girl if you listen I'm sorry I'm sorry but we gonna have to talk about you sis talk shit so So when everything was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, she was on her Instagram story. She's a Black woman, um, beautiful Black woman. And she was crying about how her white friends have been reacting to the whole situation. She was like, I didn't know that they were like this. I didn't know they were this way. Um, And as even though like she's my homegirl and I wanted to show her empathy, I had to ask her, as a Black person with white friends, how was this conversation not talked about before? It's how, not how, talked about because it's like social pressure right now. It's, it's disingenuous. Disingenuous. Uh, you would say so? Oh my God. Disingenuous. Yeah, no, no, you <laughs> can't. Um, <laughs> disingenuous yeah Mm -hmm. everyone wants to be a social justice warrior because they're in the spotlight but those people a lot of the times yeah they don't care about you before and they definitely don't care now yeah (laughs) but she was she was actually crying because of their beliefs and how they were I don't know exactly if they were against the Black Lives Matter movement but Mm -hmm. they weren't really with it and she was crying about it and she was like I didn't I did not know that they felt this way Mm -hmm. and I was like girl like as And it it sucks, don't get me wrong, and it's uncomfortable, but as a Black person wanting to be in relationships with white people, whether it's Mm -hmm. friendships or romantic relationships, these are conversations that have to happen. 100%. They have to. 1,000%. Yeah. Even just like the meet your parents night, um, it's always like, do your parents understand that I am a person of color and that I'm Black? That is so sad. 
do people do they get that like are they racist do they have any race (laughs) who's racist point the racist out please in your family so i'm (laughs) you know like let me know but that's definitely a conversation that has to be had and it cannot be danced around and um a lot of the times like guys will be they'll say stuff like oh you know they don't care i don't care they care have you talked about it? Like, do you, do you a lot like, of what do you mean? Just, no, no one cares. They <laughs> care. Even if they're not going to outright point when I walk in the door, they definitely are shooketh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you do see like a little, like a little hesitation, like. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because when I come in the building, I come in the building black. Like mm-hmm. my skin's dark. My I have braids in my hair, and and I'm thick. So this is a black woman coming to this. Woman. You can't get it twisted. You can't like be like, oh, she's something else. Like, no, 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 sis. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's like you know what it is. I've always, um, when I was nineteen, I think I had a crush on this white boy, and I always sat there and thought, I'm like, is this something that I should pursue? Mm-hmm given him being white and that's and that's so sad that is so sad we are in the what what are we in the 21st century 20th century i think we're still hanging on oh god oh no (laughs) did you hear (laughs) it's over we're about to get some free history books delivered to us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the fact that we're like in these times it's 2021 and at the time it was like maybe 2015 and I'm sitting here thinking like does this white boy no 2015 2016 2017 does this white boy like black girls what mm-hmm. if he does does his family like black girls and mm-hmm. are they going to make me feel uncomfortable because white people have a tendency to do that touching your hair Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Asking like stupid questions like, did you watch Empire last week? No, I did not. <laughs> if someone dared. <laughs> <laughs> just shit like that. I'm just like, I just, I feel uncomfortable. I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah. has your experiences like meeting your boyfriend's parents and stuff like that, have they always been like pretty good? It's always been good, but like cool. the anxiety leading up to it is hell that I can't even ex- really? ex- express because it's not just the fact of meeting someone's parents who you care about and you want to introduce yourself. That's already it's so loaded. It's so loaded. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a conversation where I said, you know, if I was any different than how I am, um, like again, there's so many different types of Black people. And I think like, I'm not trying to stereotype like not stereotype but I'm not trying to assume everyone thinks the same way but I think a lot of white people white Americans have a perception of what they think when they think of black person so if I defy or if I'm any different than that perception then that's like okay and that's acceptable so if they see me walking into the door and I speak in a way that they deem appropriate and professional and whatever the word I am you know the word I'm looking for yeah um if I sound educated basically and I carry myself a certain way, then I'm like, oh, okay, she's, she's, a, she's, she's a black. Good yeah, but yeah, but she's not too black. Ooh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. 
And I'm like, you have to also recognize that. You have to think about that. Like I think about it all the time. Like if I came in here, like when I, you know, I'm acting crazy with my friends, saying things I say, acting how I can act when you're in a comfortable situation. With those cute ass faux locks and you saw them pictures. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if, just any of it, you know, like if I yeah. brought anything else to the table except, except for what I was, what I'm currently bringing, it, oof. I don't you, know what that could end up like. And then you also have the barrier upon barrier of the fact that other generations in the family are still alive. So yeah. it's like, okay, you've made it past mom and dad, but have you met grandpapa? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that was that was joining KKK rallies. Yeah. So it can, it's really a lot. It's it's really hard. It can get, mm-hmm. it can be challenging. That is very very really true. It's emotionally exhausting. And like one thing that. I struggle with personally kind of like in that same realm of just like okay I've passed all these tests I've always thought like ultimately like terms of ultimately like okay this person likes me right now and everything's hot everything's popping but like do they really want to date a black girl like if they had a preference of like how how they could take all my personality traits out or something and package it into the white girl would I be discarded because it's like a momentary, like that fetish thing, or just like, you know, everyone wants a girl who looks exotic or whatever for the moment. Yeah. Exotic meaning, you know, Afrocentric. Um, yeah. And then it's like at the root of it, are you okay with that? You know, are you okay with, with what you have to go through in public? Are you okay with explaining it to your parents? Are you okay with everything that comes along with it, the staring, all of it? Do you want that burden? It's almost like burdensome. I feel yeah. to a degree yeah. and I don't think yeah. anyone will be honest about that yeah it's like almost like dating a black girl comes with like some sort of heaviness that you don't that I don't think people will necessarily sign up for I never really thought about it until probably the last couple of years about just how unloved black women are as a whole um by everyone um but more specifically like it's it, it's sad because with the racial thing it's like okay you feel rejected by black men because they're not treating you right then you feel rejected by every other race because they're not paying attention to you yeah you know so it's just like you're completely alienated on both sides sometimes and yeah I, and i just think that's really recycled and it's happening all the time yeah i completely agree with you on yeah. that yeah yeah i you saw know? this this one video I, I reposted it on twitter and it was this girl talking about black men who don't like black women and my friend that he's now living in the east coast was uh told me to leave i need to leave arizona hmm. you think there's something about being in arizona that yes people think that yeah i think people i think that's bullshit i think maybe there might be uh like five or six other guys if i do move um to the east coast or do mo- move somewhere else but racism and colorism is worldwide it's everywhere why does every black girl have this story (laughs) i wonder i'll be darned (laughs) yeah why does every black woman have this story every black girl has the story of one time someone not liking her because she's black or something Mm -hmm. something to do with not being or not feeling uh beautiful because of how people have treated her because she's black so why does everybody have that story and it's just people that it, that it happens in Arizona. I, I just don't think it's, it's not true. No, that's not a thing. That's just an excuse. <laughs> I truly that's think a total so too. excuse. That's yeah, and, and, and black men who, who 
like black women, they really don't think that the other side exists. I'm like, no, no, no. There's some sinister motherfuckers out here. <laughs> there is some sinister motherfuckers who literally, because I remember like, mm -hmm. um, everybody was like that towards me in school. Not just mm -hmm. the Mexican boys or the white boys. It was the black, it was the black dudes too. But yeah. a lot of times it's them projecting how they feel on me, mm -hmm. on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, oh. Because colorism happens with black also, men too. You, I was going to take it right. You just took the word. I was going to say on the colorism topic. Like, I really think that has a lot to do with it. Like, yeah, that's like taking the issue of race and just amplifying it. It's like to the 10th power. Yeah. Colorism is the, one of the most insidious parts of this entire argument. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it makes your experience in the world completely different, even as a black person. Mm -hmm. you know like I can completely admit like on some like straight up in my face racist shit that I've experienced in my life mm -hmm. where I know like this is an attack this is scary this is a dangerous situation this is wrong maybe maybe five times in my life yeah. everything else has been smooth sailing you know yeah. little quirky looking girl you know it's like I recognize that <laughs> yeah 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 i think maybe i'm naive but i think the way that the world is and people's attractiveness or attraction to each other that it's broadening where there's a very small specific sect of people who are like i only like this one exact thing most people can look are at open yeah and, yeah Correct. yeah so, when you really talk to people like when you really really talk to people most people are open to dating any race any mm -hmm. yeah you're completely 100 percent right you get those yeah. little dumb, like yeah but you're right yeah like i'm mm -hmm. I, I would i speak for myself on that like it's definitely like a pattern but i'm not at all like in the mindset that i don't like other races or i'm not attracted to other races i wouldn't date other races at all whatsoever yeah whatsoever yeah so, so that's okay so then that's good see you know what, guys? <clears throat> um, so we're going to wrap this episode up. It's been so great talking to you, girl. Thank you so much for joining me. It has um, been so much can, fun. Yes. Uh, where can they find you? So you guys can find me everywhere because I never stop with my unlimited source of projects. Um, so I'm on Instagram. It's age of the Aquarius. It's spelled completely correctly. Um, no underscores or anything like that. I could probably sell my username for a thousand dollars to like Aquaria. Um, <laughs> so age of the Aquarius and then on YouTube, it's age of the Aquarius. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. I don't have a Twitter. Okay. Facebook, please don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I already put and, your government out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all right guys it. follow me on instagram at always asia um that's uh ajaa at the end uh that's instagram twitter um tiktok i love me some tiktok are you on tiktok no i Get can't i can't do please, it girl please, please i'm too please. old no 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 
So there's a whole community out there for us, sis. Like, there really is. Like, there's people that are podcasting on TikTok. Uh-huh. There's people that are the YouTube makeup makeup tutorials. You can promote okay. your YouTube on TikTok. I'm telling you, the algorithm isn't as fucked up as it is on Instagram. I'm glad you told me that because I literally thought TikTok was just like jokes, like the music, and little kids over- the music, music overlays and people dancing I've <laughs> no. seen all ages this dance no no and I see people like they like their vlogs they do little like self-care vlogs oh. I love okay. girl all you got to do is just follow me on TikTok and you'll you'll find all the dope people look at this <laughs> businesswoman this is a businesswoman <laughs> no because no look what she just did there <laughs> you follow me I'll lead you I'll Download lead you the app. The <laughs> no but yeah no it's it's amazing and like the thing is I keep trying to tell my sister because she does makeup and stuff like that Mm. I keep trying to tell her you need to get on TikTok to promote your stuff because people are seeing people like the algorithm is way better so like with the hashtags and stuff like that Mm -hmm. girl on point I've got way more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram I've had Instagram for years now and I have I've had TikTok for like six months I've doubled it's weird. Anyways, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, guys, follow me. Follow uh follow Age of the Aquarius on Instagram. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. She's bomb.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>